Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Ozir, the paladin. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Krecky, the brute. I'm JD. I'm playing Sox, the fae. And I'm Nathan. I'm the DM for this session. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChimeraCast. Last left off, the three of you, Ozir, Kreki, and Sox, had entered the grotto in which Piamir was waiting for you. Piamir has raised himself up from his large stone throne, which was sitting in the other side of the grotto. He is, he is huge, like some 20 feet. His body heavily scarred. He holds in one hand that staff of Arahalan, which he has outfitted with the head of a battle axe. Deep runes carved into both of the head and the shaft. The sky is a disturbing, almost surreal, near green. Birch bark blows on the wind like leaves, almost snow-like, swirling around the area. Child, this is your last opportunity to leave this place. I've given you many warnings, thinned your ranks, And now I stand before you, prepared for bloodshed, but you do not know what it is that you are about to undertake. Leave. And he shifts the big battle axe from its seated position on the ground into into cradling it in his his offhand. Do I know uh, what power this staff slash modified battle axe might contain when I have inclinations of its make, mostly because I was also an artificer of sorts and alive at the time I assume it was created. Uh, spout lore. There's kind of two questions here, but I'll give you the, I'll give you the, well, it'll be the interesting and useful. Or it'll be the death of me. Yeah. Uh, that'll be an eight. Era Holland's staff is a lot older than you, and you don't quite remember what that does. But from here, you can see the light sheen on the blade of the axe, and you're thinking that it's a little heavily oiled for what you're normally used to seeing, and you recall that Mare likes to use fire. Sweet. Oh, fuck. It's going to be so fucking cool when I get this axe, you guys, and I'm a weasel with an axe on fire. That's great information. I should help tell my friend uh, made of flesh about this. Ozir looks around back at the ghostly forms of his two dead companions, and he looks at Kraki and Sox. From where I am standing, I have only gained allies, much to your detriment, drunken one. His eye kind of twitches at that. The grip on his axe tightens. So Ozir says this, uh, and all this time, Sox has been burying his teeth, and... Says, uh, um, while this one might think that he carries the souls of his companions that have fallen with him, I actually do. And there's power in their spirit that you have overlooked with your one eye. And now it's going to shut forever. 
and I'm cursing him. Go on. Uh, when you curse a person, creature, place, or object, say the curse out loud. Spend one boon. So I'm spending the boon I gained from walking over Nolsk's grave. Yeah. You actually do carry his spirit. Yep. Dope. And roll plus wisdom. So I'm going to roll it. Please do. I'm really, really into this. Oh, yeah, baby. That's a 13. <laughs> What do you get? Read the read the rest of the move. Uh, on a hit, the curse changes their form, puts them in a supernatural slumber, or strikes them mute. So I'm putting him in a supernatural slumber, which will then lead to his murder. So his eye is closing, and it will close forever, as I have spoken. On a 10+, plus, choose 2. On a 7 through 9, choose 1. On a miss, choose 1. Uh, and those affected know the cursor. So I get to choose 2. Uh, the curse only affects what you want it to. You choose how long it lasts, and you choose how it can be broken. So I'm going to choose that it only affects what I want it to, which is... Piamir, uh, Lord gotcha. of the Assholes. Uh, and then I'm going to choose how long it lasts, which is um, four um, for 17 moons. And then what's the last thing? Uh, so you choose how it can be broken. So I don't, I'm not choosing how it's broken or how it can be broken. So you get to choose that. So he hears Ozir. He doesn't understand socks. What allies have you gained? Child? A senile old man and a rat? He, like, opens and closes his mouth, and his eye is getting lower and lower. The cyclopes are much more... And he slumps back in his big stone throne. Powerful than you ever could. He slumps with his head between his legs. Deep, low rumblings of a snore echo throughout this area. All right, one of you, one of you cut his throat. Yeah, Ozir's gonna run up to him, and he puts the chisel like very carefully against his head, like like you'd prepare to chisel stone. Yeah, and I'm just gonna slam the hammer down into the chisel and lightning and chisel his head. Roll roll your damage. Don't you? You don't oh. have to roll. Ha- I mean, he's asleep. You don't have to roll hack as Roll your damage. That is a five. Probably should have resolved this before. Crecky and and socks. What are you two doing? I'm gonna run for the eyeball. It's at an accessible level for a weasel. I am going to smartly march behind so as not to be surprised when this does not kill him. It's convenient <laughs> because because I I'm like, "Oh, you're just going to you're just going to hit him?" All right. But yeah, I'm 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 bringing up the rear. I I mean, I like the idea that Crecky would know that this isn't going to kill him. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. So Ozir runs up and electrifies Piamir, socks bloodthirsty and close behind. You put your chisel into his temple, we'll say, maybe even the crown of his head, and a great bolt of electricity bursts out through his back, blood and fire erupting from him as he keels back and screams loudly. So he jolts back quickly into like almost a spasm, his entire upper body snapping back and his arms splaying to the side. Sox is far enough behind this, but Ozir, this axe is going to catch you broadside as he's just spasmatically jolting backward. What do you do? So he's going to, like, kind of take it and try to push it down to give Sox, make like a ramp for Sox up the axe. That sounds like a defend. Yes, that was what I was going for. So roll defend. Fuck. That was a four. Boo. So, Azir, you get hit with a flat part of this axe and go careening, 
kicking up dirt and grass as you go sliding far on the other side of this grotto in the small outcropping of trees lining the side. Pimir's big bloodshot yellowed eye snaps open. What did you do to me? And he, and he like, begins rubbing in his eye. But Socks, you still have some priority here. He, you had enough gap between you and Ozir as you watch him go flying. So I'm vindictive, right? This is part of my fey nature. So I must cause suffering to those that wrong you. So even though probably it's the a better idea to play this safe, I'm not going to. So if you're cool with that, this is actually going to give me a boon. That's like, I'm just leaning into the fey nature part of this. So I'm vindictive. So I'm going to fucking, uh, I can't like, you know, necessarily climb up immediately to get to that eyeball. So instead I'm going to go for another weak point. I'm going to try to eat his Achilles tendon. So I'm going to start biting at his ankle. I like this a lot. So he, 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 and in his spasm, he kicked up one of his feet and sent Ozir flying. But you go to leap for his Achilles tendon and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to, yeah, just hack and slash. Hack yeah, and slash. cool. As this is happening, I'm going to be like starting the like running man, like gearing up as if I'm going to throw myself at him. Yeah, I was going to give you, yeah. I wanted you to like play, play catch up or not yeah. play catch up, but play, you know. I basically started accelerating as soon as I saw Ozir take Hell a yeah. hike. So, socks, please roll hack and slash. Uh, that's a five. Oh no. oh no! Can I have that boon? <laughs> yeah, you still get, you still get the boon. I think you are acting against better reason to achieve your nature, which is the spirit of getting the boon. So you jump onto his foot and begin crawling around the back, and don't worry, he just stomps on the ground and flexes flexes his leg, and and you get pushed away. Yeah, you go you go rolling back nearly as far as Ozir just from that, and he gets up and he stands up to his full height. Ah, and just bellows and he slams his axe down on his throne sending sparks everywhere and lights it on fire and uh i don't think he's seen you yet Krecky. yes <laughs> but he is he has raised his axe up into an arc and is going to uh do something what do you do <laughs> he's raised his he's raised it from his from his dominant side to his off side and is going to slash down reg- even though ozir and socks are nowhere near him Great. Yeah. What uh, do you do? I've been revving up and running, increasing in velocity at an alarming rate. I would like to, in response to my comrades being dealt with in such a an easy fashion, attempt to hurl myself into him and crash on top of him and send him into the throne of fire. The throne's not on fire. His axe is on fire. I would like to send him into the regular stone throne that would be not fun to land on. (laughs) (laughs) Please read Leap, even though I think you read it. I think you read it the last time you used it, but please read Leap. Uh, Very flavorfully powerful. When you throw yourself into a giant leap, throw uh, roll plus strength. On a 10 plus, you land where you want it. If that's on someone, deal damage as they absorb your fall. That's what I'm hoping for. On a 7 through 9, your wild attempts have thrown you off course and you land somewhere unintended. There is no mark for the 6 minus. That gets up to your imagination. Cool. Uh, Yeah, please roll plus strength. Come on, baby. <laughs> Leap one time. Well, how about an 11? <laughs> yeah. So on a, on, a, on a 10 plus, you just land where you intended, right? And yeah. Roll your damage. One. <laughs> well, the important the important thing here is you've driven him back to a seated position. 
Ozier and either Sox, but I think Ozier is the next person in line. As you begin to compose yourself from the far side, you see Piamir stomp down and send Sox flying. But Krecky has reseated him now, though his axe is ignited. What do you do? Am I like charging distance away or is it a little farther than that? You're a bit of a ways away. You okay. can, you can of course, charge. It would just require a roll for that. Yep. You follow? Yeah, Ozir's going to charge in, and as he's running forward, he yells, Your arrogance is no shield against my lord, drunken one. You will not leave this glade alive. I'm going to invoke Exterminatus. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to roll for that. It just gives you a plus 1d4, right? 2d4. 2d4. Damn! Oh. Oh. You, you've got him... I imagine like pinned in the like, throne, or like yeah, like we're like doing the like fire axe. He's getting it close to my face. I'm getting it close to his face. Action scene. Okay, so but I'm like in, I gotta roll to get across yeah. this glade safely. Well, correct? there are two things I want to respond to here because if Krecky is wrestling with the axe and yeah. trying to hold him in place, that opens it up for an aid. Is all that I'm getting at here. Trying to buy you time is what is how I'll interpret oh, that. Oh, gotcha. If things are different, I may interact with the fact that you're wrestling with him, but I'm not going to have you roll for that. I've decided. Yeah. So, uh, roll plus strength to sprint okay. this short distance. That looks good. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, fourteen. Fourteen. You close this gap in no time at all. Krecky hardly has to wrestle with him at all. Yeah. So as I'm charging towards him, I'm going to charge to the left side of the throne and double hand the hammer and try to drive his head back into the throne and stun him enough so Krecky can disarm him potentially. Yeah, please roll hack and slash. Uh, that's a 13. 13, roll your damage. 10 damage. So you just slam him in the face and the wound on the back of his head, the exit wound from the lightning just splatters blood Ugh. and booze all over the place. Ugh. And his mouth froths a little bit. And Krecky, you have the opportunity here to disarm him. Socks, what are you doing? I don't want to leave you out of the loop here. You just kind of got separated from this whole thing. Really no, quick. it's not. I mean, granted, that was part of your fail. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'm going to kill him. So I'm running back. It might take me a little bit. I only got these little weasel legs and only three of them. So oh. <laughs> I'm running as fast as I can, though. Then in that case, let's let's focus on Krecky for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm wrestling. And now that I've got the upper hand, I'm I'm going to take the action movie scene for half a second and uh, bellow out. You're not worthy of a weapon as this Cretan. And I'm going to hurl it. I'm going to try and hurl it uh, away from him. Oh, Cretan is wonderful. Define your plus strength. <laughs> uh, that'll be an 11. It goes flying and more to aid in the cinema cinematography of this entire thing. You toss it across the grotto and it lands in a, in a pool of alcohol. A circle around the throne ignites in big, bold, orange flames. Socks, your two companions have, at the very least for the second, incapacitated Piamir. Krecky has even gone so far as to disarm him. He is dazed and bleeding heavily. What do you do? I'm gonna climb up this fucker and I'm gonna eat his eyeball. What do you think I'm gonna do? Yeah, I'm going to sc like scatter up. I'm probably actually like claws in flesh, like climbing up his leg and climbing up the throne and getting up to him. 
Uh, yeah, you want to you want to hack and slash? I I I know that that's not particularly what you're good at. No, I just it, yeah, touch that's base. fine. That's what I'm, I'm going for damage. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, please roll hack and slash. Uh, six. <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to put myself into the position of like trying to grab his head in order to immobilize him while Sox is scampering up his side. Uh, trying to engage his attention. Yeah, yeah, Kirky, please, if you want to aid, please roll an aid. I also don't have one, so it's a natural roll, which I think is... You don't have a bond with socks? Nope. What the fuck, dude? Uh, so stop for a second. Yeah. Everything to a halt. I do want both of you to Re- write record uh, scratch. bond for socks. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I don't hate that just, it's pretty simple, but socks is a mystery that intrigues me. Yeah. Do you want to keep it simple? I mean, it, it, it intends, yeah. like, that yeah. I'm going to try to get to the bottom of it yeah. or find out more. Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah. It's actionable. Let's do it. And then mine is going to be Sox's mischievous nature reminds me of my son. All right. So here I am trying to aid. Oh, yeah. That'll all probably all be cut out because nobody will actually care about it, but I wanted us to have it yeah. cemented. Uh, yes. Cracky, please, roll aid. That'll be an, a nine. Ugh. So, um, Cracky, you've been wrestling with Pimir and you've disarmed him, thrown his axe across the forest, which has now ignited the entire grotto. Sox takes his opportunity to run claws out up the side of Piamir, but like a gnat, he goes to swat his arm, which you then get in front of. And Sox, uh, narrate from there. Yeah, I think that if, if Cricky, like blocks the arm or whatever, I'm able to get up, and I'm realizing, I think, that I, I cannot make the killing blow at this time, so I'm not I'm not going full eyeball, but I'm going to bite whatever I can fucking get. So I'm probably like biting down into like his, oh, uh, I don't know, like that little soft point in the collarbone, like right between the collarbone and the shoulder. I'm like right there. Just yeah, like, we'll I'm like biting that tendon. Yeah, you dig you dig down to that tendon there. Roll your damage. One damage. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a D4. <laughs> My favorite part is that you keep doing it, which is great. Yeah. Cracky, as you go, you bring both of your hands up to stop this this gnat-like swat against the weasel. The structural integrity of your wooden body is not that of the stone or steel body that you've been using up to this point. And your dominant arm just splinters underneath it, and you're left oh, you're left with just your offhand. What do you do? Cracky's going to stumble back, taken aback because he he feels a mild sensation, something. Maybe it once long ago akin to the idea of pain. And he stares into the eye of his would-be killer as uh, he gathers himself. I kind of want to try and do like a jumping knee strike to the chin. I I am super into this. Roll a hack and slash. Eight. Eight. This, I mean, I also think this is kind of a desperate move, so... Going slightly sideways seems not wrong. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, roll your damage. Four. As you go, as you go, and you catch him under the chin, and he's he's jacked for a minute before his two big arms reach up around your back, and he's gonna pick you up essentially into a power bomb position. Ozir, you're you're shrugged off of a Piamir, both 
Krecky and Socks stuck to him. Socks stuck in the tendon along his neck and Krecky up on his shoulder in, if you're familiar, a powerbomb position. Pimir has gotten to his full height and has begun charging away from the throne and is running toward the perimeter of the grotto, toward the fire. What do you do? Ozir sees Krecky get pretty damaged and that Ozir's been around Krecky long enough to know when this is like a move of desperation. Do I have a chance to pull Krecky out of the body? Like, can I see your hilt? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's fucking uh, awesome. This will be... Yeah, that's really great. This is an issue of expedience and precision, not an issue of, like, yep. strength. So, defining your plus dex. Uh, that's an eight. That's an eight. So, you managed to pull Krecky out of this. Unfortunately, you have not stopped Piamir. Socks, you have a mouthful of Cyclops tendon, and you feel this body lurch up out of the throne that you were at least peripherally aware of. And you feel the clomp, clomp, clomp as Piamir begins to run toward the periphery of this grotto. You are a long ways off the ground. What do you do? I still have a hold of this tendon, so I'm going to keep trying to tear it out. That's all I care about. That's wonderful. Uh, First of all, you're going to get a boon for this, so mark that now because you are acting against reason. And then please, you know what? You can just roll your damage. Yeah. Two damage. Ozir, from your perspective, you now have Krecky in your hand, but Piamir has taken several steps and his long strides have created quite a distance between you and he. You can just make out the spurts of blood as Socks begins to burrow deeper and deeper into his collarbone, but he is making his way toward the ring of fire, toward his axe, with a simulacrum of Krecky upon his shoulders. What do you do? Can I charge up behind and try to cut his Achilles tendon? The exact same thing Socks was trying to do earlier. Again, his pace is much quicker than yours. You're going to have to define your plus yeah. strength to sprint to catch up to him. So if you would define your plus strength. Eight. You catch up to him, but you're just a moment too late. He ditches this body of what used to be Krecky into the fiery ring surrounding this grotto and grips both hands on the big hilt of this fiery axe. He turns quickly and is swinging the axe toward you. What do you do? All the power in an axe swing comes from the the front hand. So I'm going to attempt to cut that hand off and use that as like a setup strike for socks. Uh, yeah, this will be, this again, this will be a defining plus strength. Damage isn't the main point here. This is primarily disarming him. Albeit brutally. Literally. But. That is a nine. Nine old, old socks, baby. You're in a position here you could potentially aid. I like that, actually. Um, we're all doing this together, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I, like, give it a good wrench, or maybe, actually, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, if, like, the tendon that I'm grabbing onto or trying to yank out with my teeth is, like, the same one that's attached to the shoulder and arm and stuff, right? I'm just gonna, like, give that a good tug. I like that's I rad. love this. And also Socks is well versed in the in the anatomy of these things now, <laughs> which is also pretty entertaining. So please roll roll uh id. I have one bond with Krecky, so uh I hope you have a bond with those ears. Oh shit. <laughs> I have a bond with those ears. <laughs> yes. well, yes. Uh that's an eight. <laughs> uh there are a lot of things happening here, so I'm gonna narrate this entire scene in order. But yes, he's gonna get his hand cut off. So Ozir, you go to sidestep 
this big wide axe swing and for a second you think you're too late before you see his grip falter and the arc of this axe careens slightly off orbit and you hit quickly at his wrist of his dominant hand completely removing it and severing it he stumbles backward into the fire that is surrounding all of you and a thick booze smell that seems to encompass all of him quickly goes up and socks this perch that you found yourself on is being engulfed in flame you're a long way from the ground honey and it's quickly going up what do you do um no i mean i just gotta keep climbing up so (laughs) i'm gonna go up to the head area and bite it He's got that hole in his head that Ozir made when he struck him with the lightning. Oh my god, I'm going to fucking burrow into that hole. I'm a weasel. That's what I'm meant to do. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's it's it. all for you, baby. Yeah, I'm going to burrow through the back hole, and I'm going to come out the eye eventually. <laughs> this is fucking wonderful. Please, to find your plus decks, to jump into this, into this charred hole in this Cyclope's head. Dear god, this game rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh sh- shoot <laughs> that's a six no. so if somebody wants to aid me I'm gonna put on my dungeon world lawyer glasses real quick so before when we were fighting Igthot, i was able to use the mark of divine authority as like a kind of extension of my paladin powers can i send the ghost of grieg to basically shield socks from the fire or give him like create a wall a ghost wall between him and the fire i'm actually really into this i think this is kind of cool and also you know symbolic it's great so please roll plus bond yeah that's an 11 huh all right that gives me a seven Zach, you want to give us you want to give us some some Greekisms as he as he climbs quickly up the side of this flaming cyclops to protect his best friend from fire. Uh, a bound and determined stoic face of Greek. He'll he'll do the the Superman kickoff and fly up there into the flames, undeterred because he has vision beyond vision. Right, he just knows where he's going. He can see everything through smoke and flame. He gets to his his old friend. The flames just kind of wrap around him, and he's just able to kind of part them a little bit. And he just finds you, fucking ass out, and he just like grab <laughs> grabs you from behind and just shoves you inside of the, of this thing, and just like widens the like takes his takes his hands and just widens the hole a little bit, just peeling back the flesh and just crams you inside. He then just dissipates and reappears behind Ozier. So socks quickly followed by the grease popping of Piamir's skin as well as the dank smoke of his burning flesh. You scuttle, surprisingly aided, into the cavity in his head. Though Ozir, you are focused for a minute upon Sox's perilous predicament. And this big hulking flaming cyclops turns to you, axe in its off hand and butts you quickly with the stump that you had just cut off, knocking you off your feet. Raises the axe high above his head, mouth open, foam and drool coming out of his now lobotomized mouth. What do you do? I'm just going to try to roll away. Like, roll in between his legs. Like, not away, but I'm going to try to get behind him. I I love it. You're going to have to define your plus decks. Jesus Christ, Ryan. Fucking boss fight Rye. Uh, it's a nine. 
That's a nice. I mean, still though, with your own life at stake, you act quickly and get up and roll between Piamir's legs as he brings this big fiery axe down onto the ground. You can feel the heat both coming off of this and from his legs, which are now smoldering and smoking, the booze and fat bubbling off of them. And you find yourself face to face with this ring of fire, which is keeping the three of you in this grotto. While Piamir is bent over, I'm going to try to jump shoulder first into him and knock him face first so that I can sprint past to the throne to stab Krecky into. Defining your plus strength. That's a 12. Fuck yeah. Krecky, you form yourself out of his throne. Build yourself from this royal stone that Pimir has set within the confines of this now flaming grotto raising yourself up to at least his height. He's beginning to gather himself. Most of his brain is missing, his body is charred, and he's lost an arm. He's stumbling and fumbling, gripping at the axe in his hand and moving toward you now, seeing you form yourself. What do you do? I'm going to pull an axe out of the side of the throne made from this strong, dense stone. And as I pull it out, I begin charging. The axe looks eerily similar to the one that Piamir has of model and make, and we are going to cross axes, but I am not going to actually try and stop his axe. I'm just going to try and put mine in him, and he's going to try and put his in me, because this ain't no fucking sword fight. If that's the case, you can just roll damage, and and you'll take his damage. Let's do it. Uh, Roll your damage. Seven. Ah, that's a real number. Hey. There you go. That's a big one. Uh, yeah, roll 2d10. I will be taking 10. So that was 10 damage as the two of you meet like two titans in the center of this grotto. You catch this now pathetic body strongly between the ribs. And he catches your now new stone body in that same area that Sox was digging into before. Digging deep, clipping that sword that is you. Sox within your ocular chamber. You feel this pathetic being you know to be not more than a mere mortal wavering. What do you do? Uh, nah, I'm gonna eat his brain. Uh, yeah, hack and slash. All right, all right, hold, hold out. It's uh, it's a six. <laughs> so socks, you, <laughs> you think of this as your opportunity. Like this is it. He's weak, and you begin pushing at the back of his eye getting at that that nice, mm. juicy... Mm, that sweet eye meat. You thirst for vengeance and ocular <laughs> fluid. And as you, as you push forward on the back of his eye, his fist bursts through it and grabs you and pulls you out through his head. Oh, oh. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Ozir, you see from your position as he has dug his axe deep into the stone body of Krecky, which has stopped moving for a moment. Piamir plunges his fist into his <laughs> own head, and you see him... Between two fingers, pull out that little weasel friend of yours. And you fear for a moment at the very least. Yeah. He will end, if not one, both of your companions' lives. What do you do? I'm going to do a friend of Piamir a favor here and cauterize his wounds with the hammer and chisel. Give me, get, 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 so, get, get cinematic. Juicy. Get cinematic. Tink. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. Roll hack and slash. Kaboom! <laughs> then we'll go. We'll make you, we'll make you be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's still a seven. Uh, damage or socks? Socks. 
Yeah. Okay, so so narrate how you get him get him to let go socks. Ozir seizes the opportunity to kill him. And it's not even that he considers socks a friend per se, but he's lost enough allies already. So he knows socks is a lot smarter than he is, and he's not sure that he can take down Era Holland or just like survive to get off this island without his help. So he adjusts his aim and just hits Piamir in the elbow, just right in the funny bone with a big bolt of lightning. Cracky, the last thing you remember was Piamir and you about to exchange blows, and then a long blackness. And you've woken up now, and you see socks between Piamir's fingers and a bolt of lightning strike him in the elbow, allowing socks to climb to safety. You feel strange, a thing you remember is pain. And as you move, this flaming axe reignites that memory, ironically. Piamir, or what's left of him, stumbles to one side and lurches forward in an attempt to grab the axe out of your body. What do you do? I'm going to let him because I'm just going to dig down and I'm going to try and grab his spine and pull his spine out of his body with my hand. Fuck yes. Uh, hack and slash. Eleven? Describe to me how you kill him. This is... <laughs> This is this is a lethal blow. He goes and he grabs the axe and he's trying fruitlessly to dig it further into the the blade, but he's just so delirious he basically doesn't have anything left inside of himself and Cracky just takes a big hand and just reaches down and just grabs at the base of it, base of his neck and it where his shoulders are where all these bones meet. And he just wrenches, and the the body just goes immediately like slack. It's like as if everything had been ripped away from the tendons that connected uh. it, and it falls into me. And I just brush him off to the side with a giant collapse as I too fall to my knees and hands. So this great smoldering body falls into you as though going for a hug, before sloughing off to one side, shaking the ground around you. Ozir and Socks, from your perspective and safe vantage point, you see Cracky obviously injured, injured in a way that neither of you had seen up to this point. Drop down to his stony knees and forward, digging out a large piece of this lawn, we'll say. Pimir's body bubbles and pops and begins to dissolve into the soil, the last of these cyclopes, the last son of Arahalan. What do you do? I'm going to fucking destroy his face. Like, I know that he already, like, burst his own eyeball, so fuck him for taking that away from me, but I don't like his face. So I'm going to claw it. I'm going to claw it away. I'm going to rip it to shreds. This is what he gets for fucking killing my only friends. Ozir, as you stand in stunned silence, you see Socks in an emotional fit run to Piamir and just begin tearing at the last vestiges of a face that this big giant of a cyclops has. I'm going to rush to Krecky's side. So he's face down in the, into the grass. These last fires of Piamir around you burning low, you can still smell the smoke and burning alcohol. So Azir sees that Krecky is down, and he doesn't even know if this is going to work or how it works, because I don't know that anybody like in the temple was like, this is how death's powers work. He runs up to his fallen friend 
and the cold mists of death begin to coalesce around his hands. Ozir grabs the hilt of the sword and pulls it out from this stone corpse and lays it across his lap as he leans against the stone body. And the tip in one hand and the hilt in the other, he uses the mist that's freezing and creating rime on his armor and frosting the grass around him to cold forge the tip back onto the blade. That's wonderful. Uh, Yes, please lay on hands. Well, fuck. (laughs) That is a five. Well, first of all, armor leg, Ryan. Arm. (laughs) All right. But you could be a pirate. No. I I give give you the choice. It's in your lap. Uh, Left or right? Left. You grab both pieces of Krecky and lay them in your lap. The icy hands of death empowering you, attempting to put the pieces back together. Tears are welling in your eyes as you think, all I need to do is pray, and this will work. And you push, and you pray, your tears falling and freezing around you before death's icy embrace crawls up your left arm freezing it with Krecky's blade in hand. And in one defiant motion, you attempt to slam the two pieces together before it just all gives, and your arm shatters from fist to forearm. I think Ozir just passes out. (laughs) Well, you know where we're at, then. We'll come back to Socks in a minute. But what are you dreaming about? Ah! He's dreaming that he's still in this glade. But he's chained to the throne. And the bandits who attacked the caravan that he was on as a small boy and who burned his eyes out are standing over him as he's chained to this throne. And instead of burning out his eyes, they're like holding his arm up and light, like holding it in the torch. They have you in chains, and as they bring your arm up, which they're obviously going to burn off their brands get closer and closer each of them before they stop and you look up in that same strange face that had formed itself from sand and that strange voice that came to you in the darkness of the coffins come together and pair twinned each of them with their own brand Krecky, what are the two brands that you made for Erahalan? yeah there are two different brands that they use for the ibex one brand represents a giant kraken. Uh, it, is a, it is a brand of the ibex that are for the commoners. They will be, once properly bred and fed, given to what would be seen as the peasant folk as a gift from the king. And then the other brand is the outline of a giant crow, which is symbolizing the how high above his people Air Holland soars. And these specific ones are treated just for him. So before you, these two bodies walking around you in mirrored tandem. Boy, is vengeance still on your mind? Each of them smacking the hot brands into their hands. You hear the soft sizzle of palm flesh with each slap. You brought us here. You led my friends to their death. I have no intention 
of letting you get away with such monstrous arrogance. You push against your chains. But I thought death for them was what you wanted. I thought this was all within your plan to give these great big souls, 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 to your morbid god. And the one with the Kraken brand walks over to you and onto your first fingertip of your left hand begins pushing down, singeing with this white hot knife your index finger all the way to the stump. The other walking around, slap, slap, slapping its palm flesh. That's your entire idea, right? Race to your death. Give death, death, death so much more to do, so much more to work with. What's the problem if at the same time you give me so much more to work with? All you have to do is say stop. And at the word stop, the one that hasn't been talking at this point, positions its Kraken brand over your middle finger. Hmm? Stop? Am I hearing stop? Ah, then go. And then, again, and this would take millennia in real time as they reheat the iron between each burn, but here in dream space we can do all this in one quick motion. Burning your index finger down to the palm. I want one more time to offer you a truce. I will give you any wish, any demand your heart desires. Both the two of them have begun walking circles around you. Slap, slap, slapping their palm flesh. You're right. My god is morbid. <laughs> the zealousness of my quest. I saw... Two good men die. I brought pain upon myself, and I question the purpose of my very life. But one thing I do not question is that I will kill you, or I will die trying. Well, I'm glad then that I've given you the opportunity to soliloquize. But if that's the case, then, my dear boy, that ore is very, very important. And the one with the Kraken brand grows to much larger proportions and pushes oh so slowly down from ring finger to forearm and burns your stupid stump away. And the one carrying the crow walks still slap slap slapping his palm flesh. If my child, and you are mine now, if my child you wish to come and exact your vengeance and not be allowed the gifts of my magic. You may find me at the top of that far hill that you have not focused on to this point. My body reassembled on the peak of that mountaintop. But for once and just once, if you need me for anything, anything, and he takes this brand and brands your left hand right below the palm with a crow. Simply just ask. And if you would, make a note that if you want anything from Era Holland, you may ask for it. Socks, you think this human may have died. It's fine. But you see swimming in what little fluids are left of Piamir. 
and you look over to see Ozir slumped against his own body, the two halves of Krecky in his lap, breathing shallowly. What do you do? I think that I think that I I definitely walked over to uh, Ozir, and like lay down. You're not done yet. Get up. We're not finished here. Come on, get up. Get up. Get up. We've all been through it. <laughs> See, you're fine. Where is he? Come on. Where the? I think it takes Ozir a couple of attempts to stand up fully and he doesn't quite have his balance with only one half arm. You see on your right wrist that same crow insignia burned onto you. Ozir looks down at the pieces of Krecky. Krecky, are you there? Are you alive? Alright, I guess we're here. Krecky, <laughs> what are you dreaming of? Oh, I get a dream this time? Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Oh, sweet. I know exactly what Krecky is dreaming of. Krecky is dreaming of forging a beautiful, luxurious weapon. Uh, let's call it a sword. And he's just plinking away, and then he casts it into the, the cool liquids by his table. He pulls it up, admires it for a second, and then over his shoulder... Dojel, come look at this masterpiece. I think, I think I may have done it. A perfect balance. It shall cut through anything. Dojel. You know, he like turns over his shoulder and starts calling for Dojel and maybe makes his way into the back of the tent that I imagine he's working under. Actually... I think that you turn around, and Errol Holland, whom you recognize from his familiar strong features that Dojel had back when he still had body and mind, is leaning against the frame, holding up the tent that you're working in, still replaying the same old memories, huh, old man? You should be one to talk. He hoists himself up off the frame he was leaning against and swats his hand against the other. The tent collapses. You hear the sound of screaming civilians and fire. I'm not reliving, Krecky. I am reminding. Why are you helping the stupid child? He said he would help me. But... You always like it to be romantic, don't you? Maybe I saw something in him. Obviously, I was right. Your boys are all gone. Now, are you really going to try to lowball me with that, Krecky? Talking spinning tales of fallen sons. And you look down at the sword that was in your arms, and it's a crying baby. It's short, blonde hair prickling up around a single bulging eye. I would never be so crass as to try to leverage a dead child on an enemy. You find yourself in the great hall of the castle that used to be Dojel's domain. The bargain extends to you, you know, Krecky. 
Seems at least two-thirds of the ones that are fighting me now wish for death, but aren't willing to say it out loud. Just say the words I wish that I were dead. Cracky. I think you know as well as I that it isn't some sweet, soft release that I seek. No, I did that for another not too long ago, for he seemed driven mad by time, while I, I may have been just angry. If I wish for you to kill me, then you will do it with a sword, not some snap of your fingers. Arahalan gets and walks slowly close to you, pushing his chest out, and you take a step back. And the floor seems to teeter on its axis, and you find yourself in chains, spying against a metal table. And you look up, and Arahalan has the sword that is now you in his hands. Is this what you had in mind, Kreki? Killing you with a sword. I'm not snapping my fingers now. And he raises it in both arms above you and goes and plunges it into your chest and you wake up to Ozier asking you if you're okay. I'm fine, Dodril, I'm fine. <sighs> Nightmares. Did he visit you too, then? You're not Dodril at all. Yes, he has visited me as well. What happened to your arm? I tried to call on my god to put you back together. Turns out he's not half the smith you are. Or perhaps he didn't like the metal he was forced to work with. If, if a sword could smile, it would be smiling. It's probably worth saying that the magic that was allowing Ozier to talk to Sox is gone. I need sleep and food. We will all need rest before the end. Little one. How are you faring? I'm fine. You know he will need all of our help in this. I know this isn't finished yet. This will be the difficult part of our journey. The hill that he referred to, do we know what the situation with that is? Or are you just... If you it's look the up, big one. <laughs> yep, if you look upon the horizon, you didn't notice it before, but there it is. The body of Arahalan. We should find you some cover. Maybe under those trees over there. It looks like it might rain. The sun shows brightly. Tut, tut. Looks like rain. Ozier tucks the tip of Krecky under one his bad arm and picks up the other half by the hilt. Come on, Socks. Yeah, he just walks out of this like charred, battered ring back out of the grove. Probably back to wherever they had made camp before they entered. What are we going to do, Krecky? How do we kill him? I cannot imagine... What wicked power a being too scared to die finds in the dark fathoms of our world. 
But I imagine if I can go in the eye, it might work. Ozir holds up the like half of Kreki that has the hilt still attached and looks at the shattered tip of it. Um, in your current state, I can actually still wield you. I think I can arrange that. Ozir gestures at Socks with his chin. What does that one have to say? Is he with us? Well, you're with us, aren't you, at this point? Of course I'm with you. These things, all of them, killed the only things that I liked in this realm. He bares his teeth. (laughs) It would appear he has the same thirst for revenge as you do. It seems he may have liked them more than even you can fathom. My arm is useless. How good of a craftsman are you, Krecky? Ha! I was known throughout this whole island as the greatest. Ozir gets up and walks over to this pile of, like, rubble. I'm assuming we're, like, camped at the base of a cliff. And just stabs Krecky into it. As Krecky's forming... Uh, Ozir fumbles out the hammer and chisel and gets them into one hand. I need a shield. Hmm. Something to make this. And he raises up his stump. Useful. You will need something strong. Something that won't fall apart from one blow. This might take a while. (laughs) May I borrow these? Take them. I take the the hammer and the chisel. Starting a project like this. (laughs) It's been a really long time. And knowing that it actually has to work is a little bit scarier. I'd like to try and forge this shield, if that's all right with you. Um, I was gonna say roll. What is the intelligence? My gut says intelligence because it's like lore and it's like remembering after thousands of years how to craft this thing properly to smithy properly. Works for me. Yeah, cool. roll plus intelligence. <laughs> Box cars, baby. Didn't matter. Ozir. Krecky proudly presents you with this stone shield, which you can adhere with these straps to your stumpy forearm. Uh, you have two boxes, and you can use them to take a blow with it. Hell yeah. I dig that a lot, actually. Socks, what are you doing while Krecky is forging a shield for Ozir? Because this is taking uh, a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I'd take a nap or something because, like, I mean, it's... You walked into my trap. What are you dreaming about? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> wow. Man, what? I have a lot of questions. What do you look like in your dream? His people aren't humanoid. They're formless. They're intangible. They're, they're smoke and mirrors. So as this, like, rolling smoke, I guess, that's what socks is. I mean, he's got to be dreaming about, like, blood and gore. He loves it. He loves it. It's like the the elevator scene in The Shining 
with the blood rolling out, but it's like rolling down a mountain, a torrent of blood. And he's watching it importantly. I think he's watching it carve the landscape as a river would, but, you know, almost instantly. And socks as you and your, we'll say gaseous form, are watching uh, from the sidelines as this torrent carves and breaks apart this pathetic realm which you have been ungraciously living upon for the past who knows how long. And it washes up a few of the lesser creatures that you've been familiarizing yourself with. A hare or a sheep. And then eventually a bit of this torrent splashes itself upon the shore and a large cyclopean face begins to form itself out of this puddle. Is this all you really long for, you pathetic being? That's all this realm seems to be. It is all you've desired, the bloodshed of your own kin. So do not preach. You are ancient. I am more ancient. The puddle begins to form itself into a more humanoid shape. I'm sorry that you think that I wish for all of this bloodshed. I'm sorry I've put you in a position where fighting with my name on all of your lips is all that you can do. The truth is I made a gamble. I attempted to make something outside of myself, and they were abject failures. But what about you? What have you ever made or done? What mistakes have you ever tried to undo? What mistakes can I help you undo? No, you see, that is your way. It is not ours. I have more in common with this river of blood than I have with you. To flow and to go. To follow where the crevices lead you. And to shape it ourselves. To influence it. Not to do so with purpose. Not to do so with an arrogance of intelligence. I find it satisfying to be this way, to be as I am, to manipulate the realm. But I do not do so easily. I do not do so readily. Only now that you have forced my hand do I really act out. The one I was acting through, you took him from me, and then you took another as well, one that I also cared for. One that I flowed through. As much as you try to escape it, you all are so mortal. You forget that though thousands of years pass by for most that you observe, I have seen far more. To create and to fail at your creation, this is your lot. Your entire race failed after the creation. Your attempts to preserve yourselves have always failed. Which does not prevent you from being obsessed just as your creations ended, so too will you, and you cannot escape that. It is becoming more clear, even now, that I am here to help you pass beyond. My kind are guardians of a sort. We watch your souls pass beyond, and so many of your kind, fewer now, only a trickle there are not very many of you left and your time here is almost done 
There's something here, rat, which you seem to misunderstand. I, unlike my children, am not mortal. I gave up my immortality for the right of procreation. And my offspring splintered off as such unto that trickle which you reference now. Have you had anything in your life that you would shorten your span for? If these are those two pathetic mortals that you presented me with, and it was you, let's not pretend, would you like to offer me the opportunity to bring them back? <laughs> You're all delusional. It's the problem with your race. It's the reason you are all gone. Dwindling. More so even than the elves and the dwarves. You're more ancient than them, but you're too long-lived. Creates a sickness in you. The desire to continue. You cannot fathom after thousands of years that you would finally fade away into nothing. The humans, they may finally have perfected it. Just a short enough lifespan. They all know they're going to die, but they still are long-lived enough to want to create, to want to leave a mark. But they know that they only have a few short decades before they fade away. Your kind, there's something wrong with you. So many of you, particularly the most powerful, you desire a longevity far beyond what you should have ever been allowed. A flaw in your creation, perhaps. With whatever designed you, some god far above my station. I do not know. And yet you think that you have a mastery over death. You believe it is within your power to bring back the mortals that have faded away? I miss them, it is true. Easy to perceive. I am nothing if not a vindictive and angry person. Creature. Whatever word you choose. But I knew that my companions were not going to live very long. I love them, it is true. But... They are not the first, and they will not be the last. I will influence other mortals. I will travel with them. I will be with them. And then they will die. And they will move on. What is another 30 years with them? It does not work that way for other races. But of course, you think it does. Because your kind is sick. You've never had any control over death. You do not give up anything for creation. That is a way that you make an excuse. But oh no. Erehalen, I assure you, by name, you will not live forever. You have existed in the periphery of this realm. You have tried to slide between the cracks of dimensions. But that's all ending. Because you tried to extend your life, it's all ending. Very shortly, you will see. You offer to bring back that which you took away from me. That is not forgivable. To bring them back does not undo what you did. So no, I refuse your deal. I'm going to claw your fucking eye out. 
Well then, direct and poetic as you may be, I want you to know that while you have tasted the flesh of mine own, tis thy own fat that will taste the sweetest. Goodbye, you insufferable, long-winded rodent. I hope I kill you first. What is your true name? I don't know yet. Trying to come up with a good name that starts with sock. But I'm not there yet. Socrates. Socrates. Uh, I've got like I've got like Cyclops, Cyclopee names here. You can uh, let's just throw one out. Well, I'm just I'll I'll go through this list and you could. Uh, Jam sock in there wherever you want it, I guess. But if you like any of them, so clam crust, <laughs> coro. Uh, yes, I'll have the uh, I'll have the clam crust, please. It sounds delightful. <laughs> so- sock 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 clam crust, I think, is like a demony sounding name. Uh, coro, breck, resh, krauto, mobom, sludfar, or flazar. Flazar. Why are we it's not fighting uh, Flazar, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> Piamir? I drink a lot. Um. <laughs> uh, never. Us. Also, also, when you guys fight a Ninja Turtle villain, you'll fucking know it, all yeah. right? It's not, it's not going to be some cyclope. You're, you're fighting an honest-to-God snapping turtle that's been animated. So let me uh, work in my own done wheelhouse. That, thank you. <laughs> well... His name was Flazar. <laughs> no one asked. No one spouted lore. Is that a Vietnam War reference? (laughs) (laughs) Not everything's about Vietnam, Ryan. (laughs)